Hello and welcome to the Bull Mountain Brothers Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. How are you guys doing? Tired. Very tired. I'm I literally just walked in the studio from guiding for two days. I'm doing pretty good. I'll be honest with you. I feel like I've been dropping the ball a lot lately. I've just been so busy with life that I feel like I haven't had any time to get into the studio and do stuff. Hey, Sean, you know how like Jeopardy, um, what's the guy's name? Alex Trebek. He's dead. You know how Rip, RIP. He's yeah. died? Yeah. yeah. it When? Uh, a while ago. End of cancer. last year, I think. He's a good wow. dude. Well, see, now this isn't going to work because I was going to ask you, you know what it feels like? They have a new, new co-host or whatever. Dude, it's Amy Farrah Fowler off of the Big Bang Theory. And I was going to compare it. <laughs> like, it just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rams. I'm just it's all right. They let me take the lead on this one. But I don't know. How do you guys feel? Do you feel like you've just been busy as hell lately? <sighs> well, here's how I can explain it. I feel like I was... I'm kind of a... I'm kind of the slave driver of the group. I am really annoying. And I'm in these guys' asses when I don't need to be all the time. And I felt like I was like that for the first four or five months of this. I can't believe we're saying four or five months now. I've I know. flew by. I know. And I think a year is going to be here before you know it. But um, I, I on, not to interrupt you, but I feel like hunting season, the way it's, it's kind of turning out to be right now is just going to fly by. Yeah, I think so. But to answer not. your first question, I um, really hope not. I just feel like I don't feel like we got into a comfortable zone because when you get comfortable, you get complacent and lazy. Lazy. Mm-hmm. I think that we were just. Um, well, Sean's had a lot going on. Sean's moving. He's. Uh, what was I say? Oh, you had gradu- <laughs> Are you done graduation. You had to go to, and you went to <laughs> Washington, and a lot has happened, and you don't really get to see that correlation based on our podcast because, like, even last week's podcast was such a off the wall different thing than we've ever phenomenal done. podcast yeah, though it was podcast. definitely one of my favorites so far yeah but i think we're just at this point like i mean i think it's gonna i think we'll just go through this like kind of roller coaster with this business where we can put a lot of effort into it all at one, like because we're all individually putting in effort in every day i feel like media companies in general though like that's how the the progression of business is is a roller coaster because oh yeah whether one video gets a million likes or one video gets 10 you know well i think we do it right though i think like you have to just keep that traction going because if you just like don't do something for like a week people will get they kind of forget who you are so it's like we've still been posting content and pulled out a a super our favorite podcast so far last week yeah and it's it's kind of tough though because like the whole basically how you look at uh analytics and stuff it's it's kind of like delayed right so like technically right now probably one of our first what five to eight podcasts is probably our most viewed actually you know crazy enough and i actually <laughs> i got stuck at work the other day well i was i really wanted to sit down even though i edit the pod this is weird to say out loud but i edit the podcast i don't get to listen to it in full because if i was like if i was doing this full time i would listen to every second of it because i'd have the time to do it right the time I'm allotted and, you know, without staying up till four in the morning every night, um, I basically just cut it, you know, and listen to the sections I need to. And if, you know, 
you'll do it for me, Rams. You'll do it. We'll note down sections like, oh, we didn't really like how that turned out. Go yeah. cut it. Um, so Fridays, sometimes I will re-listen to the podcast, and I really wanted to listen to this one with Alan because it was just so – there was some heartfelt portions. There was some lessons learned. And some sage advice given to the young pups. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to interrupt my own conversation to ask you, was that, was that like a, a cool thing to hear? Or was it like, you've heard this so much from, I mean, no, it, it it's, it, you could like how the way I look at it is you could say the same thing and somebody else could say the same thing, but it sounds different coming out of their mouth than right. it does yours. Yeah. So Alan's definitely the type of guy that, when he talks, you listen. Yeah. And cause he means it. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. And you, I mean, you can, you can feel it and you can hear it that he truly means what he oh, says. Yeah. He got emotional saying that he did. And, and so, I mean, can I say that I haven't heard something along those lines within the last year more than once? No, I've heard, I mean, I've heard it from a lot of people, but you just take it differently from, you know, different people because somebody could say it to you jokingly yeah which i've gotten before of course and it's it's a lot different but and then you obviously always get the negative sides of it you know the little grumpy well yeah grumpy and I, guys that i don't mean to like really bring stay up, single <laughs> bring up your relationship all the time it's not like it's something i think about but it's like we're, we're proud and happy for you you know and right it's something like we can talk about and um we kind of talk about this a lot is like we really do care about family and friends and you know, this is like a brotherhood to us too. So it's like when we bring that stuff up, um, is like genuinely out of like care. And I think that that's how you can, how you could relate with Alan on that is like, he's also that mentality of like family, friends, like that's life. Right. And I, you know, the cool thing about Alan is like, that was the first time I ever met him, but I feel like I knew him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Huh? Seriously. And it, I mean, obviously, cause we sat down and, you know, ask him everything about his hunting life and everything. No, I, I know exactly what you're saying is like uh you shake his hand and you already feel like you know him. Right. Yeah. It's a it's you don't meet a lot of people like that in your life. No. And he's very uh speaks well. Articulate. And yeah. Articulate. He's well. passionate about literally everything that he said on this podcast. Yeah. Seriously. He's a good hunter he, too. He's one of those people that put a hundred and ten percent into everything they do. He's a good mentor. And I'll I'll be right I'll be honest with you, like a large portion of like like waterfowl tactics like not a large but there's a there's a big part of like when you get to a next level of waterfowl techniques and stuff i learned from him oh yeah and then i also learned from uh like a lot of this turkey stuff um you know you the way we've hunted turkey for a long time is very different than what eastern people like it's hardcore back east like he talked about where it's always set up always call always decoy or always something like that and in Montana, like a lot of times, like the way your training stuff set up, like it's a lot of run and gun and a lot of like call and hope it comes in kind of stuff. And so like kind of transitioning myself into someone that can be that, you know, expert turkey hunter like that. Like I, I mean, learned from him too. I will say every turkey hunt up until, so I shot my first turkey in Narnia. There was a field of about 60 of them and I just, it was in the fall. So I just took the six, five and uh belly crawled underneath the barbed wire fence in the middle of the dirt field every single one of these turkeys could see me mind you in montana in the fall you can shoot turkey with a rifle that's yeah just um for our uneducated listeners and i belly crawled and it was the funniest thing ever missed the first shot 
they literally flew 10 feet up in the air and landed in the same spot and went back to pecking and i finally got one on the second shot i shot a jake that same year doing the same thing yeah and uh every time before that had always been set the decoys up call them in yeah and it's fun dude i i'll tell you what like if we get to go again with our bows it's so fun it's almost like calling elk in oh yeah well i'm gonna when when we can get to a point of this podcast where i can tell a story from yesterday i i'll uh it'll be it's one of my i don't know we'll talk well, about it later but you know and the thing like that alan basically like ramsey and i talked about it after like a day or so after we had alan on and the Grand Slam is definitely within yeah. Ramsey and I's wheelhouse, at least. And I'm sure you would love to take along. I I think that's crazy you bring that up because I feel like I didn't give two shits about doing that forever. And the more that we're doing this, like, not that, like, I wasn't always kind of shooting a turkey, every, you know, when I could, but it was like doing it this way. Like, I'm very interested in doing that. Oh, yeah. I want, I want, and, and it's not just the, so you would do DIY for the other two or what? So if if it worked out, you know, we go, could do go two. Visit Alan. Yeah, we could take two out with Alan. No. Easterns and the Osalua Os- or whatever. Oscalosa or whatever. Oscalosa. Those are in They're in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Well, we'd have to go yeah. down there and shoot one. Yeah, but I mean, we're right there. So the other ones are Rio. So you'd have to go to Texas or like so New Mexico, I, I, right? I had some guys from Oregon today that, um, they have Rios up there, they're saying. In really? Oregon? Yeah, so apparently what they're trying to tell me, and I do not quote me on this because I didn't even research this, but like the fishing game did a swap with something a while back, and they brought in these Rios. And like now they messed up or they did it on purpose? No, like they like we they brought something to Texas from Oregon, from Oregon and then <laughs> they brought Rios up to Oregon, and apparently they're everywhere. And these guys like, yeah, we just, it's, it's kind of like. Oh, wow. It's kind of like you hear uh <clears throat> yeah, you should look up and see what... In 1975, this, oh, the state of Oregon began introducing real ground turkeys into the two, sub the subspecies hybrid... hybrid. Oh, gosh. The two Hybridized widely hybridized. today. Management efforts focus on the real ground turkey, blah, blah, blah. Habited, it has habitable conditions in Oregon. Hmm. Yeah, they said they're everywhere. Like They're like uh, almost like... A, that's actually crazy. Like a rodent. Are that's they, that's super close. How too. far do they go west, though? Do they go into California at all? Oh yeah. I thought I thought California had Merriams. Or no, uh, they probably have. Maybe they have Rio's I too. bet the southern. You know, would be really cool to look up is like a map of but I, turkey. Species. But I would guess I would guess Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico. Like a turkey species distribution map. I would guess almost the southern United States has Rio. So would be my yeah. Guess. I just me and Sean were talking about it, and I was like, I think, like that's super attainable. At this point in our lives, I would be interested in doing it, and I would also be interested in like doing a uh, like a catch and cook with all four of them, and seeing if there's taste differences between yeah. all four different turkeys. See, that's a, this is the crazy thing is the how do you say it again? I cannot say the the fourth one. I, I think it's uh, it's I don't even know if I can pronounce it right now. You're gonna make sense. Oxa oxalosa or something like that. Or yeah, so Oca, they're Oscalosa. only in Florida yeah. only. And the, I'm pretty sure that the weird ones are like a flat. They're one. in Hawaii too, though, aren't they? Or is that a different breed? No, they're saying like the, the Rio, there's Rios in, in Hawaii. So this one's there's basically... There's a Mexican one too. Yeah, there's hybrid wild turkey, Rio Grande turkey, Merriam. What the heck is that one? Gold. I can't... It's pretty, pretty blurry. Gold's wild turkey. Gold's wild turkey, Florida, Asa, 
Kalea wild turkey. Oscaloosas, I think is what it is. Eastern. So basically what we're looking at here is Merriam's go as far east as Nebraska, about middle of Nebraska. And then there is actually Easterns in uh, Washington, like Washington State. What? Yeah, it shows it like down like southern southwest portion, so it would probably be like south of the sound. Yeah. Kind of maybe Tacoma area. I think it's interesting though for us to like not know everything about everything. No. This is kind of fun yeah. to So then and then it moves to the Rios or through California. There's Merriams in California. There's the hybrids, which I guess I'm not sure on that, but that's probably the mix between the the Rios and the um, could be Merriams. So there's there is wow this is there's Easterns in Wyoming. Really? Yeah, it's showing the map. I mean, because basically the whole I mean, look, the whole Eastern Seaboard is painted blue, but then you get a couple. There's some in Colorado. Oh, wow, there's not like, a lot of Merriams. No, I, now I understand why a lot of guys come up to Montana yeah. to shoot them. All right, one to get their Grand Slam. Idaho is packed full of Merriams. California has yeah. This is crazy to look at. I mean, it's just like it's like. Pick a color and put it in an area, and then you have oh, and then the pink is Mexico. Southern Mexico is like a yeah, that's gonna say oscillated turkey or oscillated. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is uh, they were telling so there's like a grand slam, and then there's like another term for like getting the Mexico and the whole, and there's a Hawaii one too. That'd be cool though. It shows on this map that there's only reels in Hawaii. Well, I think maybe it's a different kind of turkey. I don't know. Like they're saying something about it. Like, looks it's like a, a mix weird... between a peacock and a, yeah, and a turkey. I, dude, this sounds so wild. I have no idea. But this is just by I what wonder, I'm told by people that hunt turkey. I wonder what the like stock idea was with the turkey. I mean, because obviously, like most places, like you wouldn't. There'd be no reason that the cutoff for Easterns completely is what is this? It'd be Texas. Like yeah. East Texas, and then why are they in in Washington? Climate. State? There's, there's got to be like a climate. How do thing? they get there though? <clears throat> they had to be planted. Yeah. Sure. So I wonder what they're like. Uh, obviously, climate. It's like you're not gonna put a, you're not gonna put a, you know, a warm weathered animal in in Montana. Yeah, like you can put those. I'm sure those Oscalosa one or whatever would not live no. well. Right. And, so and I wonder how they don't. Osceola. 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 I'm sorry okay. forever <laughs> for yeah, whoever yeah. listens to this podcast. <laughs> Osceola. But uh, no, I, I, if you guys wanted to make a future trip and, and plan to do that, like I said, absolutely, I would love to make like a four part series of doing it, raising the money through the company and doing it. And then like, I want to try turkey. Nug- I said, I'm going to tell you this. Alan said that they did turkey nuggets. When they shot their turkey, they shot. See, that's the thing we didn't even bring up. Those guys went out were that day they hunted that day. Yeah, they were tagged out by that weekend. And they got four turkeys, and so they stay had time at camp to do some fun stuff. They took the breast out of like two of them, and they cut them up into little nuggets and did some sort of double fry or double uh, flour deal, flour panko eggs, you know, your usual. And then they said their the turkey nuggets were unreal. It's like, I kind of want to try that four different ways and see what all these turkeys taste like. And I want to hunt them all like super hard, like, yeah, like that we know how to do, you know, definitely. So, yeah, I'm definitely interested if you guys are. Yeah, that was just a kind of a thought that happened like right after um, Alan's interview we did. It was like Ramsey's like the Grand Slam kind of sounds Well, if he's going to offer offer up to have us down there, I will take it up 100%. I'd love to check out the the hospitality down there and 
um, see what his life is like down there, and then also see what it's like to hunt an eastern turkey. And, yeah, I'm all about it. That would be fantastic. So, Riley, yeah, the last couple of days you've uh, you've been out guiding. Yeah, you got any? Uh, you were talking about some stories. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll just kind of like give you the rundown. Um, usually, I don't like really bring up. It's weird for me to like bring up all my guiding stories because it's like there's so many. It's like I don't want to flood the podcast with like oh i took these guys out and we did this and this but i had like a really awesome experience yesterday um it was very and also like my main life is not focused around guiding like it is for most guides like i'm also passionate about doing like uh like hunting our other properties and then hunting like public land like i i like doing it all and so like i don't want to come off as the one guy that's like uh i'm a guide and i get to do this and that and that you know so, but I want to tell you my story of <clears throat> what this guiding was like, and it was really different. Um, usually you have a group come in and I'll have two people, right? That's kind of like my max that I can do. And your goal is that you got three days, three day minimum, unless they, I don't even think they're, that my outfitter will do a fourth day, but, um, and in those three days, you have three days to shoot turkey per one per guy right and so this was kind of crazy um i had his father and son that came up to hunt and there and then the the mom came too but she ended up not coming out with us because she had a her back hurt from drive they drove all the way from alabama wow so they drove all the way from alabama and hunted with me yesterday right well usually they put they'd be able to hunt tuesday wednesday thursday well he's a he was actually he's a preacher and uh, he had a lot of stuff that he had come up where he had to be back home and in his community Friday. So he literally came up and he's like, listen, I'm, this is gonna be hard to do, but I have one day to do this. Right. And maybe we could get out for a couple hours in the morning before I need to leave. So like instantly I'm like, okay, the pressure's on. Right. And what's kind of nice is, uh, Dave had guys coming in for, uh, and this is another thing. Like, I just am kind of getting introduced to this is that he had prairie dog hunters come in, which is like another new thing to me. Like, cause like, you know, you know me, it's like mainly what I do is big game. Mm-hmm. And then like the Turkey thing was like something I definitely had knowledge in, but it wasn't like, I feel like I've gone pro mode over the course of the last month doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm confident in my, my skills where it was like beforehand, I knew what I was doing. And I could self-sustain myself. Be second-guess yourself? Not really second-guess, but it was more like um, the pressure was, it was always like hard pressure stress to help to get someone else. Because I knew what I would do in some situations. Like there'd be a situation where like you would jump like a group of turkeys and like my instinct before, you know, like my instinct now is to like just let them be and then come back later and try to call at them because they'll settle down. They'll get, like if you educate them, with like running at them and stuff. And that's like a one in 10 deal. And, but that's how I've done it before, you know, back in the day was like, if you busted them, just sprint after them, you might be able to catch them. I've shot Turkey doing that. And it's like, it's not really a sustainable technique for clients. Right. Especially like people that Turkey up religiously and people that can't handle that kind of high stress situation. Right. Like we've been in those situations many times. Like mm-hmm. hunting is, spot and stock and like your ideal situation you want to be in is like either bringing them to you or sneaking in on them 
but it doesn't always work that way. Like I remember, I remember, uh, when we were kids, man, uh, and I've always been, you know, I've, I was in super shape, you know, in high school and college. Like we've already talked about this, but I remember just like my buddy, Josh, man, I would just fucking get, so, or, excuse me. I would get so mad because not mad, but I just be like, ah, oh, Josh, cause this dude would just sprint, sprint over hills and make shit happen because he was so in shape. He could, and I've seen him do it on TV, like, uh, um, like Ranella's group, like the meat eater guy or mm-hmm. the Ranella mm-hmm. or not Ranella, uh, Remy Warren. Yeah. These guys can like run over a hill for like two hills and then get into position. And that was always just like, holy cow. So it's like, it's possible and it makes situations happen. But when you have other people in the equation, it doesn't really work. Right. So at this point, I feel like I've excelled in my um, techniques to get to where I'm at now. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased with it. It's like a new adventure that I never thought was going to be possible. And the only thing I can compare it to, like we've already talked about, is like it's like hunting elk in the spring. <laughs> like it's as close as you're going to get. It's the same situation. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's the same adrenaline rush. And I don't think I'm going to lose it, you know? And I think that um, unfortunately when you guys came out, like they were so early into the mating season that like mm-hmm. you guys didn't get to experience like a really, really good calling session. Like we called some in, but it wasn't like, I mean, they'd only come in a little ways. and So here, I'll get to my point here. The first turkey was one of those situations where you're just, it was just dumb luck. We had six blown stocks in the morning. Oh, no. Nothing was working. Um, I literally had some, a situation. We were in that burn where Ramsey shot his, and we called this turkey and called this turkey, and he'd gobble and gobble. He quit gobbling for a while. I was like, guys, we, we're going to move around this corner. And we come over the hill, and he's right below us at like 70 yards and just starts piecing off. And I'm just like, oh, this is how today's going to be. And uh, we go to head back to camp, and literally a quarter mile from camp coming off the top, um, there's a flock of turkeys off the side of the road. So we, we handled one there. One the, the father got one there. And uh, it was just dumb luck. They weren't even spooked. So one of those situations where we just made it happen, right? So the afternoon happened and then Dave left and I was, I was, you know, it's weird to say this out loud cause I've been shadowing for so long. This was the first time, you know, I'm, I've been by myself with clients this year since I got my guiding license, but I've never been like on the ranch by myself. Right. Which is like, it's not a big deal. It's just like, it's my first time where I was just like, yeah, this is like where I separate myself from like some dude that just can come out here and drive people around, you know? And so my mentality on it was like, I'm going to hunt hard. I'm not going to let any uh, athletic, it's not athletic is not the word, but like hard um, cardiovascular situation, like stop me from like doing something hardcore. And we got to, we, we literally were driving around and kept bumping toms out in the middle of sagebrush. And that's just, you're never, <laughs> you're never going to chase a turkey down once he's bumped by the, no. when you're getting up to your spots with the, with the ranger. And so I finally got up on top again because that's where all the turkeys were again. And I got to the well where you shot yours. Mm-hmm. And they they had been in there that same same exact spot except for when you're driving down, when you come down the trail and we stop and we get out and start doing some stalks and stuff. Uh, we were doing all of our stalks and our hikes on the right coulee. It was the opposite side coulee. Oh, really? The big, huge, deep, deep one. Oh, wow. And so earlier in that morning, we had we had gobbled at some that's that video they had they're across the the ravine and they would literally get fanned up and 
uh, excuse me, I wasn't gobbling. I was calling at them. I was hand calling at them. And uh, they would fan up. And then uh, another one of the, uh, they had a hand with them. And it would literally come in front of them and just be like, no, mine. And just take the toms with her. Mm. All three toms. So we were getting down to some, I mean, I was, that afternoon, like, I went to all of our hot spots, no turkeys in the afternoon. And I'm like, it's 70 degrees, dude. And I'm like starting to get kind of stressed because I'm like, man, I know these turkeys gobble all day long. Because when we were out there a month ago, they were gobbling all day long. But then I'm like, man, are we getting towards the end? Like, am I getting, am I going to get screwed here? I got no time. So it's like 2.30 in the afternoon. And I go down, I stand next to the fence that's on that, that coulee. And I'm kind of getting a little, you know, I'm like, yeah, this dad's getting a little impatient. Not impatient, but he's ready to find some, you know, so they can make this happen. For- the kid's 14. And I heard one gobble down there, and I was like, oh, okay. I was like, guys, we're going to go in. We're going to just not even stay up top. We're going to go straight down to the bottom. It's a deep, deep, dark canyon, but we're just going to go down there. And he and the dad was really cool because he's a big-time turkey hunter. He was there to get his grand slam. That was his last one on the list. Oh, wow. And his son's first Miriam. And so he was actually a very proficient turkey caller. So he's like, well, could I take lead on this? And I was like, yeah, please. And I used the technique um, that I actually just found out was illegal in most eastern states. Well, not all eastern, but in Alabama it is. I had a fan, a fan decoy, and I used the fan. I was like, here's the only thing we're going to be able to do. I'm going to hold up the fan. And we're going to get as close as we can and just hope that for some reason they think that I'm a giant turkey, right? If they do see us. Because we were sneaking. We were belly crawling. We were whatever. And I was like, we have camo on. Let's just see if the fan works. And we ended up going about, it took us an hour to get down to the bottom, you know, silently while the dad stayed up and called. And he was a very good caller. It was it was really awesome to, to listen to that. He's Almost, doing a lot of... Was it sweet and nasty? No, it was mouth call. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a mouth call. And... uh so yeah, he stayed up there and, and he called and it took us forever. Me and this, and I just said, Hey, stay out of my hip, keep the shotgun out in front of me. So we don't shoot me in the back. If you're bump it off safe or whatever. And, uh, we finally get down there. There's a sagebrush opening. And I was like, I was like, we have no more trees to keep us hitting here. And I could, I could come around this corner. I could see the turkeys. On, and of course they're on the other side of this ravine. Right. I was like, I can see him about halfway up. I can see two toms walking around. And I said, Here's the only thing we're going to be able to do here is I'll pull this fan up and you just stay behind me and we'll just slide on our butts all the way down to the bottom of the edge. And we do that and it takes another half an hour. And I finally get down there. And at this point, we're at like 110 yards from the turkeys. And they see us, like completely see us. And it worked. Um, They literally would just look at us and get pissed and come to the edge and they would just fan up and strut and strut around, and uh, they do that like ten times. Ten times they just come to the edge. And, and so, you're not and you're not moving during that. No, like, at this point I have him basically just on my back, and the shot. You know he's got the shotgun to where he can shoot if he needs to. And I'm just sitting there, you know, moving, moving it, you know, just making it look like it's real. And they they think it's a turkey, hundred percent. And so we get to that edge. And I look down and it's one of those things and I'm like, dude, we can't sneak down through here. This thing's 20 feet deep. Like you're going to have to like, to get down there, you'd have to like turn around and like dig your boot heels in and grab, grab grass to not fall to the bottom. That's how steep it was. And I was like, we, we, like, you're going to have to, the only thing we're going to make this happen is if we can call this turkey in to the, to the edge of the other side 
and get like a 50, 45 yard shot, like a not a terribly far shot, but that's, you know, for a 14 year old kid, that's, that's a poke. And so, and this is an hour and a half into it at this point, an hour and a half of hunting this turkey. And so I was like, we're just going to keep doing this. Like this, this is going to be one of our last chances today. We're going to stay persistent and we're not going to leave this until the turkeys are gone. Right. It's either spook or shoot. And I lose the turkeys because there was trees in front of us and they go behind the trees and you hear, see a little red head. And every time I thought that they were kind of spooking off, they'd come back around. I'd, I'd flip at them and they'd just puff right up, puff right no up. Kidding. And just, yeah, it was, it was the most unreal thing I've ever seen. And I say that when there's probably a lot of turkey hunters back East and, you know, guys that live to turkey hunt that see this all the time. But it was like, it was like when you're elk hunting and, and you start to, in your early years and you start to bugle and stuff and all of a sudden it works and you got bulls coming in. Like I remember my first spike that I called in. I just, I just cow called at it and he just be lined up to me. And I was like, it was like one of those moments where like, Oh my God, it works. <laughs> and it was the same thing with this Turkey. And so the dad had actually moved in closer on us, not too far away. <clears throat> Bless you. You're fine. Whoa. Big, big sneeze. Snuck up on me. Holy cow. So he had actually kind of come back up and he was like probably 50 to a hundred yards behind us. And uh, at this point, the turkeys had gone up the hill, and I lost them. And I was like, "Man!" And but the dad would still call, and every like fifteenth call, the turkey would just let off. One of them would just gobble. And at this time, the three of them, only one of them was going crazy with the with the fanning. Okay, like he would just puff up and just like get so mad. And the other two were just kind of strutting around. And it was almost like something like like they just had enough of me or something, enough of the situation. All of a sudden, all three of them. They're just sitting up there. They're all going around in like circles and uh, puffing up and and responding to all the calls going on behind me. And I had a big, huge tree in front of me, no shooting lane in front of me. To the left of me, I had a very small window with a little flat spot on the other side of the ravine. To the right, I had about a 45-yard shot with a log on the other side. And it started to flatten out to where if you needed to walk way up and uh, get across, you could. It wasn't as serious. And so I was like, well, I told the kid, I was like, literally just watch to my left. This is where I think they'll come from. I hope they come over here. I don't know for a fact that they're committed, but the way they're acting, it seems like we're, we've got this, this sealed. And I heard a flap across in the trees. And I was like, man, that sounds, sounds pretty juicy. And the next thing you know, they come down the perfect trail. They're both strutting down. They're, they're doing this pop noise, like pop, 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 clucking. And puffing their fans and they're coming down a trail one by one and this guy said i was like they're coming he repositioned himself right on the next right next to me and it was like the most beautiful setup they came into the most perfect spot they were coming right into me and at 45 yards i said you got to take him now boom one shot and you got it done it was that's that's intense it was awesome it was like one like i said it was one of those situations where you're just like this is this is how you do it this is this is why people do this kind of turkey hunting. Well, and right. I feel like a lot of people too would be like, Oh, why, why does it take an hour and a half for you to shoot a turkey? Well, the, I, when we, from the beginning to the end, it was two and a half hours at the end. It, that's just the cost it takes to do things the right way and, and oh, have 100%. a, have a, in some ways, a perfect outcome. I mean, really. Well, and I'd say you, you've been in the situation before with other animals and other different stuff where it's, that long, you do it right. Yep. It's not really right. You just do it with all your skills and you do it how, you know, you just put all your skills into the equation. Absolutely. 
And in the end, it's hard work and it's stressful in situations. But at the end, you have such a sense of relief, not relief, but like uh, accomplishment. Like that's how, that's how you, f- you feel good about like, that's, that's what hunting's all about, you know, pays off. And so, yeah, I just want to share that with you. Like I said, I don't, I don't really need to share every single sit hunting. You know, I'm hunting in the spring, you know, in the fall, I'm hunting every week, you know, and, uh, not every story needs to be said, but that was, and it was cool too. Cause that was his first, uh, Miriam. And, um, and the also thing that I think you can share is like, you get into those situations and then you're like, well, got to hike 45 out. <laughs> minutes to get out of this <laughs> shithole. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, that was a long story, but I just want to share it with you guys. That was, uh, that was awesome. Well, and I, I actually, Ramsey picked me up from my parents like i said i just i just rolled in here from from getting back and he picked me up and he's like kind of we always even if sean like let's say i met up with sean the three of us would always like start telling our stories about what happened because if we're not hunting together you know we, we want to hear what, what happened and i was like no dude we got to save it for the podcast so i can get your real reaction because uh, it was cool it was awesome it made me feel very accomplished and um i feel that's that's got to be a good feeling like your first time flying solo and it ended up just perfect. Yeah, and you know, I told the I told the the clients I was like, you know, it's kind of crazy about spring turkey versus uh, deer hunting is we're we're able to hunt six six thirty in the morning till eight thirty at night. Mm. <laughs> like we're hunting fourteen hours a day. And I said, hey, guys, if we got to be here till eight eight o'clock, you know, right before sunlight to, to make this, you know, happen, we'll make it happen. And we were done by five o'clock, and they were tired from the hike and everything. Like, and I was like, well, we can. You know, kind of drive around because secretly I'd like to look for sheds. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, they're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go home. I'd like to eat dinner. And so it worked out good. We got to eat dinner with uh, Dave and Patty. And uh, it was at a normal time instead of 930 at night. And it worked out really good. And it was, it was, I feel like I said, I felt accomplished. I felt like, you know, I, I always had this dream when I was a kid of becoming a guide. You know, it was like. For me, it was like the ultimate test of your outdoor knowledge. You know, it's not always the guy with the high fence down in Texas. You know, it's it's up here. It's you're hunting. You know, and so like yeah, it felt good to be to fly solo and to prove to everybody that you know I'm in the right position. So right. Hell yeah! All right. So, yeah. Uh, well, we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back. All right. Thanks. Hey folks, don't forget to check out the Bull Mountain Brothers store at Bull Mountain Brothers. Dot com. Get yourself a koozie and a nice hat. New things coming soon. Hope you check it out. It is pretty cool to have experiences like that. And in even even something as as call it minuscule. I don't know what's what the right word would be. Not minuscule, but uh, that's that's a very harsh word. Um, but like just as small as turkey hunting is, I guess in the realm of hunting. Because whenever people think of hunting you know it's always big game stuff which i mean of course a lot of people are more passionate about but it, it's a really cool experience to just like be in with wildlife and have a successful hunt i mean it's it's a totally different animal when that when and, that happens and i think a lot of people i mean even my myself included kind of underestimated how cool turkey hunting can be i don't know if it's like an underestimate like i just feel like i like i said like you've done it we've done it like where it's like kind of a secondary thing to what we do right it's like well the deer hunting is kind of mellowed out let's, let's go, go see, shoot chase some turkey well how many times yeah like last 
I mean, last fall too, in Narnia when we were with Warren, he's like, there's about 40 turkeys over there. Anybody feeling crazy? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's like, uh, how many spring turkeys have you shot? One now yeah. this year? Yeah. Everything else I've you've shot, shot in the fall. Two. Yeah. Every, every other turkey you've shot in the fall, the same thing with me. I've shot, actually my first turkey was in the spring and that was one where Josh and I were out uh, at his spot on public land and uh, we are calling these turkeys, dude. We, we found this like a little secret little oasis and we ran into mule deer, elk, and everything you could run into on this one mile by mile section of state. And Josh was calling at these turkeys and they just would gobble and they would do nothing. Like they wouldn't come back and they wouldn't come in, they wouldn't do anything. So he's just like, well, why don't you go around and see if you can sneak up on them? Uh, situation, like I said, I literally just, I was in such good shape back then. I just sprinted in the direction <laughs> they were making and I come over the sill and here they are at like 10 yards. Boom, first turkey. But anyways. It's like, I, I just, I don't know if it's like a, do you think a lot of guys that are like really into archery hunting elk and, you know, like shooting 170 plus inch mule deer and, you know, 150 inch plus whitetail like do you think they're just like there there is like a mindset where it's like big game only takes my focus um i think i think you're right on a lot of people i think people have different passions man different like tastes like not everybody likes to eat wild turkey and everybody likes to eat wild deer and so that drives them to have different passions but i'll tell you these southern guys alan included yeah they get their rocks off for turkeys Guy I took out for his Grand Slam yesterday only hunts turkeys. He could really care about deer down there, doesn't do any waterfowl hunting, really? not much hogs anymore. Wow. Um, and there's a lot of guys like that. I think it, I mean, I mean, we've talked about it a thousand times on here, but I feel like Bull Mountain Brothers are very in tune to the different styles of cooking wild game. And so the fact that we're out, I mean, not only the fact that we're a, you know, outdoors hunting media company, but it's the fact that we want to go out and harvest every animal that we, that we can for the enjoyment of the, the group enjoyment of the company. And one of the biggest ones is we just like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's not, can't, can't shy away with that. Now that we have no. cameras in here, and it, it's like, and it's not like we just like we just go out and shoot an animal to eat it, but it's like we do a lot of cool. F like we want to try, and we have done a lot of cool things with the, um, the whole idea of cooking wild game. I mean, there's ton. Matt is an outstanding wild game cook. Yeah. Well, I could eat that. I could eat that elk recipe every day. Seriously, the rest of my life. No, no lie. And Ramsey and I pretty much every day talk about what should we do with this. Should we try it this way? Should we do it that way? And then, like, there's been times, like, back when the, the studio was out um, where you guys are, where we'd be, like, sitting there, like, oh, we're kind of hungry. Let's, uh, what do you guys got in the freezer? <laughs> and it was like, yeah, let's, and, you know, we just try different ways, and, you know, and Kelly always did an awesome job of making snacks for us. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And... It's just, it's just, I think that's a huge part of, of how we hunt as Bull Mountain Brothers. And, and I mean, not even outside or, and outside of Bull Mountain Brothers. Just but you're, 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 you yourself are eating wild game quite often, right? Oh, I'd, I'd say three to four times a week. Absolutely. Probably. So ever since Ramsey started meal, meal prepping, we're eating it every day. So yeah. the good thing he's got going on is his fiance 
loves wild game. That's awesome. She does. And it's surprising, too, because she is a very picky eater. Mm-hmm. And she's she's the type of person that she's never had a mushroom. She doesn't like mushrooms. Mm. You know? And I've gotten her to break her shell on a lot of things and try it, and she she ends up liking it. But, she, yeah, she... I mean, she had, because her dad's a hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's hunted for his whole life and they uh they always the cool thing is i remember when we first started dating as i go to her house and they he always had elk sticks like those jalapeno cheddar elk Mm -hmm. sticks so she she liked that but her i I think her mom didn't really like elk burger like or i could have it backwards it was either she liked elk burger and didn't like elk steak or the other way around so they never really had it like that but since she's been with me down here and she's she loves it. I mean, I put it in spaghetti. I put deer burger in spaghetti, yeah. and you know, all the easy stuff in a sense. And it's I don't like, know about you, but I've completely, almost taken ground beef out of my. Yeah, I couldn't tell you the yeah. last time we bought ground beef for the house. Tacos. No. The only time that I would ever buy beef would be in in like half a cow scenario where I'd buy steak because it it is nice to have beef steaks and stuff and. And personally, the reason I would do that is because I want to open my deep freeze and be like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I could feed an army. Yeah, I, that Actually, is a good feeling uh, to have. And that's why I like, so we have those, we had three elk in the freezer. Yeah. And it's like, it's always nice to think, well, it's kind of, it's kind of scary because it makes you want to like learn how to dig out like one of those underground freezers in case shit hits a fan or learn how to dry stuff real good. Right. But like, it's a good feeling to go up there and be like, yeah, I, I am, I feel good. You know, I'm, if, I didn't have to go to the grocery store for eight months to 12 months. I think we'd do all right. We're going to have to have a pretty good year if we want to keep that going. Cause yeah. We're... We've been cruising through it. Well, and you know, the th- it's kind of weird when you open your deep freeze and that it hits you that you're like, this thing was a foot and a half taller the last time I was in <laughs> yeah. here, I feel like. And it's because it, I had that because, I mean, obviously... The, the yeah the three of us ate, ate tag soup last year right yeah we yeah no nobody harvested anything last year I had antelope I shot antelope oh that's right. I had uh, but I, I had opportunities it. we had many opportunity well Sean like, even had amazing opportunity I just wouldn't let him shoot it well that that was the well that second was the second opportunity yeah, the second first one, one was I don't know it's just one of those things where like it didn't happen it didn't happen no. we still had an amazing day yeah but I still can remember every every moment of. The hunt south with you guys, and we didn't harvest anything. It was because we're beautiful. really fun to hunt. So, so come fall this year, my freezer hasn't been full since two years ago. Yeah, your last wow. year. Yeah, that was. Um, that was. Sean, I really think we're gonna have a good this year. I think there's. Oh, I, here's here's kind of what I've been thinking lately, and I know we talked about this. We thought we hunted hard last year. We are going to just drain ourselves this year. So, I, you know, this is really funny, and I want to hear what you guys think about this, because I had the same thought. And for the longest time leading up until this week, literally two hours ago when I was mindlessly cleaning my apartment, I don't think the, re- the reason that the three of us are making a massive effort to be better hunters this year is because of bull mountain brothers. No, I think, I think it's just, a, it's a personal thing. I seriously, no, I agree. I think every year you want to do something different and better. And 
But can you say in the last be more successful five years that you've put this much effort? I mean, I guess we're not. You know where it started with me was when I when I got back from college and my friends were starting to graduate from college, and we started bow hunting differently. And I think bow hunting really made me start going up that step. And I think I think all of us are doing that too. Like where you found something that you're like super, like a new thing you're passionate about. It's not just like a secondary thing you're interested in. And like every year since then, I've like tried to do something that to excel. Like I literally like bought a new bow, which is not, this is not the answer to everything. And I will, you know, you hear this all the time. Like your equipment is not, does not make you who you are as a hunter. No. And, but I will tell you, there's a big difference between the bow I was shooting and the one I am now. My confidence level, which is huge. They were only a year apart though. No, they weren't. They were four or five years apart. I bought that Creed in 2014 and I bought I will um, say I, I think the that, biggest jump I got you that, made was yeah. between your diamond. Well, okay, that's fine. Yes, yeah, so you go from a diamond to a real bow, but that that Creed was a 28-inch limb to limb. Yeah. It wasn't true. really it was a five-pin basic. I mean, the one I have now is a it's apples to oranges in the situation. I know Hey, don't be in front of 28-inch limb to limb, buddy. It, for me it didn't. It wasn't Sean, it wasn't All right, you're going to have one season on that bow anyway. <laughs> I know Sean already. That's true. <laughs> already like, hey, we're ready to pre-order our bows. <laughs> but uh, no, and there was a there was like a huge gap. 2014, I got a Creed, and 2020, 2019. No, it was 2020. I bought it with Donald Trump money. No, that's true. Um, I got that VXR, or whatever it's called. Yeah, no V3X. No V3X is new one. VXR is mine. Oh, VXR. Yeah. Um, and Math. it is apples yeah, to oranges. It really is apples to oranges, and. You know, and then I, you know, I got a new site this year. And a lot of it is a lot of, you know, they always say this in trap shooting. The guy that is usually the more successful guy is not the guy that's changing chokes and changing their butt pads and changing stuff every week. It's the guy that stays consistent with what he has. But I will say, I firmly believe with my equipment that every year I'm ch I'm making positive changes. And I think that that's kept me, and, and like, you know, this year Ramsey and I are, heavy into trying to lose weight. Mm -hmm. That's a big viewpoint I have for this year is to like sharpen my Dude, tool. Speaking back to the little side anecdote here, the whole trap shooting thing, because we did start that last Saturday. Yeah. The amount of weight I lost is already affecting how I hold Your shoulder? Yeah, 100%. It's crazy. Wow. Because, I mean, I have my trap shooting stuff is is, except for the gun itself, is top of the line. And like I think I'm on that almost have to go straighter with my butt pad. Like yeah. it was literally almost falling out when I was trying to shoot it. But I noticed that shooting guns today, like rifles, it was weird. And uh I think mostly of what you're trying to say is like a lot of people go out and just buy the biggest, baddest, best stuff they can. And think it's gonna solve all your and think it's gonna solve all right. the issues where is we are trial and error. Hey, I don't like this as much. I'm going to switch to this. It'll make my life easier. That's how we've gotten to the point we're at. Well, and, you know, like we've been saying, it seems like with this company, we've been kind of like not, you know, it seems like at the beginning we were just like, hey, this is what we're doing this week. We're doing this next week. There's like almost everybody was staying current with us. And it's almost like we haven't really talked about like what we've been up to for the last three weeks. And no one probably even, we haven't probably talked about the fact you just bought a new bow for the first yeah. time in your entire yeah. life. And, you got one with a with a slider sight on it. Mover, yeah. Yeah, and uh, literally I saw how it worked. I saw that you can get them in a five pin now. 
You can get think them all it, the way into a three pin. I think it's uh, a genius idea, and I th- I had to go in. I had to go spend the money to get one. They're expensive. I'm honestly, surprised you haven't gone that route yet. Just the 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 the, the versatility and the yeah. way you can use it to a point where like. Well, it's true. Like, if you want to make a good shot, you should probably just get closer. <laughs> but for me to to have a five pin that I can just get super good on a five pin, and if I absolutely have to make, you know, that seventy yard shot that I don't look for, I have the op- option to do it. Like, if I need and, to make a one kill, and, and the wonderful gal that helped us, you know, do everything, she's like, use it for your second shot. You know, you put an arrow in a big bowl. And it stops again at 70 yards. You take that drop mover, you drive to 70, and you shoot it again. You're more humane in, in taking the animal. You're more confident in your in your second shot. And it just all around made sense to me. It's the most pleasant decision I've made with equipment in the last five years was to just go spend the money to do that. Yeah. Right. And I really like how much effort we've been putting into shooting. Is, I mean, we haven't put enough in, but... Well, I think that goes two ways. I think we can look at it two ways here. Part of me is half disappointed that we haven't done more, yeah. but half of me is happy with the fact... I mean, we've got... I mean, everyone's busy. <laughs> There's people that work five times as much as we do. But at the same time, our lives have been hectic. You try to balance uh, relationships and one job and then two jobs, and then, you know, I'm working three jobs. Um, stuff gets washed in the you know in the woodworks and i'd like to shoot every week i'd like to shoot every day <laughs> i know but well that's kind of ramsey and his plant has always been because we have a boat range in the backyard it's always been get up in the morning and shoot it's like you know how hard it is to get into that you know you got to get into that uh david goggins mentality or mm. cam haynes or you know get up and work but it, it's tough man it, it really is you can do it and i mean it's it's gonna be real nice when you move into this new place. It is. It it really is. Seriously, because we we go shoot there. Yeah. Seriously, right at we go film a podcast and go shoot five blocks down the road. You know. Well, my shoot. my goal for us as as the three of us that 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 bow hunt hard, you know, um, because Matt Matt bow hunts, but he's kind of like getting to a point in his life where he's done it. I feel like is kind of his mentality, and he's not like. Uh, us that are like hardcore. My goal is to, for the three of us starting in June, um, to shoot every week until hunting season. My, my tentative in the back of my head goal is I want to shoot a thousand arrows before season. I want to shoot 200 at 20, 200 at 30, 200 at 40, 250. I think you'll do more than that. You could, you could do if That's baseline. If I have 200 arrows at each yardage, I will feel confident in my ability. Yeah. Come but season. But here's the thing but with the three of us is you just bought a new bow. You switch releases. I have a new bow. It's it's We got we still are in the sight in phase almost. I mean not Riley not sure. so much, but Oh, he, I got a whole new site now. So it's even, new even, even Oh, even that's right. Volume. Yeah. Okay. I'm, so, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah, so like I would say, the only thing that Riley's not going to have is getting comfortable with his actual bow. Right, and uh, that's going to feel like home for him. Ramsey and, and I, you, you and I are are 
dead to rights at 20 right now. So oh, we, yeah. we moved to 30 the last time we shot. And didn't it, have the tools to move pins. Yeah, it wasn't. It, I mean, it was it was groupings, but it wasn't, you know, obviously you got to move. Because I, I had to go up. Well, you're going to have to move your pin down. Yeah. So I, and, and, but I mean, who's to say that we couldn't be lasered by, by the first of July and then just shooting groupings for two months before. Yeah. And and like I told you guys a while ago, I want to implement some like, remember when you're in football and the first half first part of practice would be doing drills. Mm -hmm. I want to do drills with this. I want to do, um, I want to do, uh, play horse or something on the target. And the loser's got to go run down to the pond and back at my house. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. To get, oh, Jesus. And then you got to come back and shoot. Or, uh, you know, shoot from uh, sitting positions and shooting from doing just stuff that, like, really gets you um, to the point where you're comfortable in most shooting situations. Actually, we, we <laughs> if you come shoot at our house now, we our bow range got taken over by a hot tub mm. where you stand. But we built the deck to the hot tub now. So now you can stand on the deck directly across and you can have a shot standing standing at elevation. So stuff like that, different stuff, different. And if you want to get real frisky, you can strip down to your swimsuit and shoot from the hot tub. There's not a chance I will shoot my boat anywhere near the steamy hot hot tub. You know, uh, it's like I'm, being in a rainforest, dude. Yeah, because we're really in those situations. I'm really curious to see because we haven't shot since we've been doing that. Two weeks probably. That... uh specific workout at the gym i wonder how oh, different yeah. it's gonna be i mean uh, every every workout we do uh 12 and a half 12 and a half pounds hold which mm-hmm. is double either one of our bows 30 seconds three rounds at and a full draw we do it's got to be more than i mean you have let off and stuff with a bow so it's not as difficult. well we have the machine set to 42 pounds 42 and a half pounds and it's a full draw hold and then and then occasionally at the end we'll do a just draw five times after you hold and then he'll be holding for 30 seconds with the 12 and a half and then i'll be holding here at the 42 and a half and it sucks you know what's funny though is because the first week we did it i was like you know like my shoulders dropping Mm -hmm. but the last time we did it i started shaking a little bit was all yeah most recent time and i think it's just like patting your pocket with extra like and the biggest thing that preparedness. I preparedness. The biggest thing that I try to do every time I do it is I try and stay in the stance I do when I draw. And I want my arm in the same position. Yeah. Which it's it's That's tough. The main thing about bowing is being in the same same muscle memory. Same everything. Yeah, all right. Time. And so like that's the that's the whole thing I try to do the whole time, which it it makes it tough obviously your third set of it because i mean not alone not only do we do it we do it for three sets for 30 seconds and it gets tough but we haven't shot since we've been doing it for three weeks so it's going to be really we could be it, it could be good it could be bad yeah which is fine that's part of the ball game you know but i will say when we kind of started talking this conversation and talked about all this archery stuff, I actually kind of got a little sad thinking about the fact that I won't really get to hunt with you guys much this year. No, and we just came to the conclusion that there's a whole nother section that we didn't even check the regs for that 
Yeah. It's well, going to be a section we're going to hit pretty hard. So. Which is fine. I would love that. And no, well, here, let me, let me say this. Try to get dad out there on a bowl. Archery season, which I guess really in previous years, I don't archery hunt with you guys anyway, so I don't know why I'm getting getting sad about it. But um, I don't know. I guess I've just really become accustomed to hunting. How busy you. are you in rifle? Um, I am only guiding. Uh, we're, Matt and I are guiding for like eight straight days, and that's it. Like we're getting all we'll done. Have, we'll have pl- you I know think we may hunt more. Hey, than what do you think about this though? Ramsey and I were contemplating the idea of giving Narnia a year off. What would you say about that? I think it's a great idea for deer. Yeah, um, I think it's a great idea. But the thing that sucks is think about this: When's the last time we shot a deer out there? Two years ago. Okay. How many deer have you shot out there total? Two. Okay. Over a span of how many years? Three. Four, four, five. Two deer over five years is already very low. And the pressure we're giving, I mean, we're not really high pressure people. I think it would be great, but every, everyone that hunts out there would have to have that mentality and they don't. Well, here's the thing though, is no one hunts that place like we do. Last time we were, we were talking to the landowner, shoulder season, he told us it was going to be the three of us because it was Ramsey and I. That la- that it was the time before you came with a shoulder hunting. He told us nobody else but us three is gonna hunt, and Warren is gonna hunt out there next year. Is what he told us. Yeah, he's been telling me that for four years. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, and <laughs> and I completely understand. But the, I guess the he, only people he lets out there are really lifelong friends and family. If well, I had a, if I had a suggestion to you too, because I'll actually be able to hunt with you guys opening weekend. Rifle. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm not doing anything till the second weekend. I'm basically November, beginning of November for eight days. Okay. Um, I think that the best opportunity, and I can't I actually can't even go with you because I drew a tag. So, um, I could go with you to hang out, but I think you should go up to the mountains for opening yeah. weekend. We're gonna be traveling a lot. Um, because it's for your, it's your no for opening. And we're right? dragging my father. Everywhere. He's going to go everywhere. I don't care what he has I, to say. I think that opening weekend, you guys should go to the mountains. I'll go with you because I'd love to just see you guys shoot an elk if it's possible. But that's your. I think that's your best opportunity this year to shoot one if you don't get one in archery. Then after that, you should switch. You should, you should deer hunt my favorite spot where I've shot my last two deer because Sean hasn't even hunted out there. Mm-mm. And then you should switch back. You should do what we used to do. Uh, one day one spot and one day the other. Yes. That's what I've been thinking the whole yes. time. And put cameras out like crazy. That's the only thing I hate about that, though, is one day one stuff could be in one day. Seriously. It's like... You can't cam- think like that. That's why you have cameras and you pattern stuff. That's true. It's true. And and Ramsey and I have already been talking like that our, our new spots that we're going to do for archery this year are we're going to camera the shit out of them this summer. And we're gonna make in the mountains. That's tough, dude. You can get them stolen. Well, well, well that and the and new the spot, new new spot, new new. The one that you guys found without your friends. Yeah, okay. there. So we have. I'll no, t- no. I'll tell you after the podcast. That's fine. We don't but, need to keep saying underlying spots that people never know. Yeah, <laughs> but sorry about that, listeners. But I'm not giving away all my spots. Yeah, you gotta earn it. But I don't know. We kind of had that idea though, because it was like. The, my only opinion against us taking Narnia a year off is last year sucked and it wasn't because of pressure. So if we take this year off, 
we could miss big opportunities of 170 inch mule deer but there was a lot of three or four year old four points out there too that's another thing that is true and i mean even uh what was his name how did i already forget his name melvin melvin (laughs) melvin can't forget about melvin marvin no it was melvin it was it was the zebra from uh of uh so let me let me hit you guys with the situation here leave the good camera at the solar well check it every other week other than that, I think that you should go um, alternate on the other two spots with cameras. And they may suck, too. You never know. I haven't hunted there in I got a couple new ideas for some two years. Well, here, about shoulders. here is what I know the, from... The spot that ran, he's never been to, there's always deer there. The size... There's still a camera there. out there. <laughs> yeah, I should have <laughs> been out there for three years SD now. in it? No. Oh, no, dude, I wish. I, I literally went out there. Do you remember when uh, the town that's north... Okay, roundup. Okay, uh, remember when there's a huge fire out there like two years ago? I I was actually just started dating Kelly, and we would go out there and check my camera, and we'd have to. It got muddy, so we'd walk the mile section to go get it a mile back. And one time I did it, and I was like, I'm not coming back because the smoke from that fire was rolling into the spot, and it was brutal to walk through. So I ended up like forgetting about it, and then we ended up hunting Narnia that whole year. And I keep forgetting to go back and get my... I'm sure I guarantee you someone stole it at this point. How many years has it been? It's two. Two years. It was 20... Yeah. It was Is there a year an SD in it still? No. I'm telling you, I wish it did because there would be some... Well, actually, I don't know because the when I put that camera out there... Because that was back when... When I put that out there, that was back when you had to pull your camera. During hunting season. Um, and I pulled the SD and pulled the battery, so it doesn't matter. I mean, matter. you still have to do that. Huh? You still have to do that. What? Pull the camera during hunting season. What? Are you are you high? Oh no, they did change that. No, you you can't have the 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 cellular. Yes. Oh my god, this guy. We literally like I didn't have cameras out all hunting. Yeah, season like what are you year. talking? Yeah, about? I was I was confused <laughs> if you were incriminating Riley. Yeah. No. No. Uh, that was again. That was back before you could do that. So I just for I just left it. I don't give a shit. I wasn't using it. Yeah, there was like five thousand coyotes and like two deer, and so. Like it's but really once, once the rut hits out there, they flood in those fields. Yeah. So here's my thought though: is Ramsey and I have had strenuous conversation about trail cam locations on Narnia. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've even still yet decided where we're. We haven't, it. and the problem that lies is there's honestly. And the the landowner is is correct that there is a lot of water there, mm-hmm. and we've kind of deduced from Ooh, being look out at there. Sean with the big words, yeah, like how <laughs> being out there in in multiple different seasons, whether it be early rifle or shoulder, that the pond uh, next to the state land is a is it's 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 essentially dry to the four legged animal. But the dam and all that stuff, we you had one there last year, right? Yeah, it didn't do well. No. and But here's the thing is we talked on top. There is a spot up there. Something that you always talk about? No. No, because we found it last year in Shoulder. You and I did. Because we talked yeah, to the landowner. The one that you always so, talk about, you're like, why is there no tracks around it? No, that was the pond. That was the pond. No, it was not the pond, but it was in that area. Yeah, up by that old hangar almost. Yeah. 
So yeah. here's here's my thought on it. Where we saw the big bull. Yeah. That area, that mm-hmm. section of land right there. That's a good idea. I want to put one in the bottom. You guys are gonna have to buy like seven hundred dollars in cameras to do all these. What you know what's, Do you know what's really funny though? Is because Garrett Garrett and I hunted the shit out of that coolie. And there's tracks everywhere. We saw it so when because Garrett and I got dropped off by Ramsey and Warren, and we basically hiked that whole coolie. And they came across on the other side, and we saw deer the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Garrett won't admit it to any of you guys, but he was about ready to pull the trigger. Oh, really? Seriously. And we saw it was a, I mean, it was probably like 130 to maybe 140 inch four by. Mm-hmm. He was pretty tall. He was tall. And we had an opportunity and Garrett was really, really thinking about it. And we kind of pushed on after that. And it was like a 10 minute ordeal, by the way, where he was really and i was wondering because like you guys i could i could see you pretty much the whole time yeah and i watched you guys walk down and then you got to a spot where i couldn't see you and it seemed like forever before you guys came back out yeah and so it was actually right before that spot because we basically we were on kind of on top side hill in a little bit and we could see a ways into the the um, blm land and we ended up not doing it, but whatever. And so we kept moving, but we heard the ranger come on the other side. Right. And it pushed a lot of deer. And so we got to a spot and it was basically kind of like a little cave and it had good rock bases and everything. And we could see in pretty much every frontal direction. So it was good shooting lane. So we sat there and just waited because we knew that they were going to come across that at some point to try and find us. And, they pushed the sound to me was like, it was like a hundred deer. The sound that I, that, and Garrett agreed to, because it was, it, it was thunder going through the trees. You sure it wasn't elk? No, it wasn't. It wasn't because the only thing that poked out was f- probably 10 does and I don't know, seven or eight bucks, but there was one in there that was decent, but I guess it could have been, Elk, maybe, but right basically where Ramsey popped out, where we saw him, because the only reason we saw him was because he, the orange, and we glassed him up, and he was glassing at us. But right where he was, I mean, you had to have seen tracks because there was it. it I could hear, we could hear him, and we just basically were like, we're gonna sit down and see if if they push him down, almost, and. They never came out and only, you know, half a dozen or so does came out and then the four or five bucks. But seriously, it's it that coolie, I think, is the spot. Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, I think that to go along with this story, it's like, I think we really need to make an effort next year to probably put a half a mile in front of the ranger. If that makes any sense to you, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think we noticed it this weekend, too, is uh, I would probably hang up way before I would used to, and I would uh, hike that extra quarter to a half a mile, and it seems like stuff wasn't getting spooked. I was seeing more stuff. 
And for the longest time, I really thought that they weren't spooking stuff because stuff would get so used to it. But I don't know if it's the pitch of these new ones or something, but I think they're spooking game. I really do. And I we don't usually get that close to start out with, but I think a lot more boot work. Um, and, you know, I, I honestly, it's like when Ramsey and I are together by ourselves and shoulder, that's what we do. Like we put, we put quite a few miles in Narnia this this shoulder season, and yeah, and and our thought process was more along the lines of let's park and go glass, which and instead we of park and then glass from the ranger, and we well, can't it, do that when we're with you know two other people because do, do you think this ties right into my turkey story this morning? Putting in that extra hard work. Yeah is going to pay off for everybody this year. How many times do you think, I mean, the three of us have been in Ranger together in Narnia that we've dropped down into a coulee and just not seen? Every day. Every single time. The one cow that we rolled up on blew my mind that she wasn't busted out of there. No, at 150 yards? Well, to be fair, all the cows down there are really kind of not. The only thing we have going for us in Narnia is both the landowners own the exact same ranger and it's what they feed and check cows yeah. with well I, let's not get too completely off tangent here but i think to wrap that kind of up i think that we are continually doing preparedness and it seems like we're halfway through may june is going to be here before we know it we actually have june 1st we have a booth we're doing um june we're very 4th. excited or june 4th it's whatever the first saturday in june that's kind of the kickoff to me for like a three month period of this is it. This is crunch time. Like we have to get it done. September 4th. We'll be here very quickly. And I already know Matt. Well, speaking of Matt, uh, he's away from on the Matt's job. Not here. That chair is empty. <laughs> yeah. We have an empty chair here. <laughs> Matt is, uh, away for working. Um, so it's back to, it was back to three of us ranting for back to the OG. Yeah. It was, I mean, it's kind of fun to get a little bit of a, just a, Almost a bullshit session with you boys because it's it's uh, we should, so September September fourth is opening archery right? It's usually that first Saturday, uh, right? It's either the third. It might it's either no, after or before a, yeah. Labor Day. I can't remember what we it is. should do a podcast. Well, wherever me and you are going to be, because he's going to be in a different spot. Yeah, yeah. Me and Matt will be. Well, uh, that's that's going to be the start of our uh, our uh, coming soon. Not going to tell you details. Um, videos. Yeah. But, well, and like we kind of talk about it, it seems like hunting season is going to be a blur. Um, that's going to be our, that's going to be our, just like any other hunting media company. Um, we're going to be so busy making content that uh, we'll just have to definitely, like we said, we'd like to get to a point in the next three months to where we can kind of not coast, but do kind of like what we did last week. We, we, we ran here in the middle of the afternoon, did a podcast for three hours, got it done, got it edited, got it out the door and we can put it out to the public and then we can focus on you know matt was guiding last week and alan was hunting so we got alan in here and it i don't know it all works out which by the way for anybody that was curious uh alan's group did tag out had a very successful hunt i believe we did mention that already when (laughs) did we do that when did we do that uh we kind of talked about when we brought up yeah yeah Oh, well, anyway. Yeah, we did say they take I'm still a dumbass. So. Nah, you're good. We love you. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, we've got like three months to just really crack, like get down, get our bows tuned up, get our... And like Matt and I 
have been heavily talking about. Um, it seems like the summers go by so fast, and you know a lot of his off season not hunting and stuff is is working hard. And uh, this year we really want to take like three good weekends in a row in August or two or whatever we can make happen because summers are busy. And we're going to go out and we're going to build blinds and we're going to put up cameras and we're going to just go super hardcore and find out where the elk are. And I think that you guys should definitely do that too with your archery spots. I think, I think honestly the month of August besides my wedding after the wedding is going to be Ramsey and I. I apologize. The last podcast, I definitely accidentally said July was your wedding. Did you? Not that anyone in the listens cares, but for you, I'm sorry. I know it's in August. I didn't even hear that, but uh, after the wedding, I would say a good portion of the end of August is going to be Ramsey and I at a table drinking CL smoothies and looking at a map. And the best part about it, though, is like we have two recorders now. Yeah, so you can do... You guys take one with you. We'll take one with us. Yeah, we'll definitely take this one. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Uh, Yeah, yeah, that's... I mean... There's going to be a lot of content just for the simple fact that there's going to be two different groups. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that Ramsey and I aren't going to hunt with friends this year, but I am going to put out a, for the friends that we have hunted with in the past, I'm going to say this now that don't get mad at us when you say that you want to go hunting with us and Ramsey and I are doing something else is because we've had plans. We have essentially planned weekends to hunt in different spots since April. I wouldn't even say April. Wall tent chronicles. Yes. I mean, seriously. <laughs> I'd say probably since uh, shoulder season ended. Yeah. Seriously. So that's when we were trying to keep the wood stove going is literally all we talked about is like, yeah, let's do this trip and let's do this trip. And yeah. There will be time, and there's always time for, for friends. Um, but I think it's good for you guys to, to to narrow it down to each other and and really go hard at what you're passionate about. And, and you know, a lot of you know, you think a lot of uh, vegan or whatever people that aren't really hunters would be like, well, why do you spend so much money and time on this? And it's like, well, um, for a lot of it. You're not gonna hunt. You're not gonna kill every time. We talk about this all the time, but like to get those memories that you guys are gonna make together, and to hopefully get to be successful, is just ten percent of it. And right. And the biggest thing is, is Ramsey and I hunt the same. Right. And a lot of it strings from because I was a amateur, and I learned a lot from Ramsey, and I mean that's part of it. But at the same time, we're both so passionate at the same level and i never had to force your hand like everything and i was like oh let's do it this way you're like well i think you both have been in situations where you've been with people and they're like we're gonna do it this way and we're gonna hate that and we're gonna we're only gonna go to this one area all the time and i think with you guys like your new mentality is like you're just gonna hunt when you can hunt all the time and go hard you know you always have time to sleep when you get back from from your hunt yeah i mean especially that time of year you know you're you're done at six, seven o'clock. Well, and it's like the beginning of the season. Even in the middle of the day, you guys can just take a nap in the field, and you guys don't mind doing that. You guys have your jet boils, you guys have your your yeah. packs, and um, I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for everybody and how it's going to go. And and you know, once rifle season starts up, we'll all meet back up and start going out. And um, 
you know, maybe we can get, we can join Matt and on the other place and maybe they can do some stuff there. I don't know. Kind of hard one. I don't know. Regardless. Um, yeah, I think stick a lot around. Of, yeah. A lot of preparation is going to go into that. Shit's going to start getting pretty wild. Here. I think summer's going to be kind of like a, a work, a lot of work for us. Uh, that's when we're going to run booths and, um, push merchandise. Well, not push merchandise. We just, no, we're going to push the shit out of it. <laughs> we love our, <laughs> we love our design, man. We love, and it's kind of our, we just want to walk around town and see Bull Mountain Brothers shit everywhere. Well, I, want, I actually have a weird thing where I'd like to get to a point where uh, we have so much merchandise like out there and like, like a year or two's worth of it. I could wear a hat and be like, oh, hopefully there's not one other guy wearing the same hat down the road. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, might be. No, I, it's, you got to have goals. You got to yeah. set goals. And But no, um, I'm excited for it. Like I said, a little bit, little bit sad that I have to miss you guys for a whole month, but we'll get together and um sean should put him for antelope this year he did um, he, did. he did. good oh. we can get out and do that for a couple weeks um, mm-hmm. yeah because if i'm not mistaking if you draw the rifle tag you can hunt archery season with it right mm. i think so the only special archery thing is if you draw the 900 tag you can hunt early is the only thing it does but you can't rifle hunt with the 900 tag right I think it's just like elk, where if you dr- the rifle tag is like the all around. You can hunt yeah, you early can archery. Yeah. You can hunt rifle. But yeah, so. like I can't even. I don't even think I can like legally because the way they just redesign. I can't even like go with you guys to the to hunt elk. Nope. Because you I, drew, were, I drew a tag. Well, cows. I mean, you can go with. But the does it season. does it carry over for rifle too, or just the archery hunting? I don't know how that works because it's like. I would say it's probably once my tags up. I feel like I should be able to go hunt. You know, I think I that's go, how it works. I, I think go, rifle season, you can probably go where. It, yeah, I I, I would like to go with you guys up there and just. Uh, no, I don't. Sorry, need, there's only room for two. I don't need to. <laughs> I, I don't need to harvest myself, but I would love to be with you guys to witness if if that's possible. The addition of the new camper will be nice. Yeah. And like I said, I as long as we can swing it with with our with our lifestyle with this business with everything going on, um, I'd like to hunt as much as possible, and if. Uh, like our girlfriends will allow it. <laughs> uh, well, that's on you too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we can go out as much as possible, I'd like to do a couple, maybe Fridays, Saturday, Sunday things, or Mondays. Well, we got Saturday, big, Sunday, Monday. We got big plans for for opening archery. That's good. I'm happy for you guys. I think you're gonna have a lot of fun. And we're definitely gonna have some of that Friday Friday juice on the rifle as well oh, so yeah. you're gonna have to take along for that yeah i i have to swing taking all this vacation but it's whatever yeah i'm all about it it's what i saved my stuff up for um yeah i think we went crazy off tangent tonight but that's all it's right been, it's, that's how it used to be yeah <laughs> yeah just us uh <laughs> bullshitting about our lives for an hour and a half but um we'll probably have a little more structure next week we gotta we're we gonna have a guest next week i don't even know yet we'll see we'll yeah see. we'll see um, kind of way of the road anymore. Yeah, I guess if you're in the South Central Montana area around June 4th, come check us out at the. We're gonna be at the Broadview Days celebration. Celebration. Hey, and you know also too to bring that up, if you're in the South Central Montana area and you want to be on this podcast, reach yeah. out. Yeah. If uh, there's any locals or any, you know, we, we actually have the uh, ability to do Zoom calls yeah. through, through the podcast now. So anywhere in the United States, if you want to. If you think that uh, you've got a story you could tell that, that would fit our uh, 
kind of what we we like to talk about, then uh, give us a shot. We'll uh, give us a shout out on our Facebook DMs or give us our email at bullmtnbrothers.com or excuse at me, gmail at gmail.com. Excuse me. Um, yeah, let, let's know if you got want to come on, want to have we're a conversation. We're down to talk to anybody. Oh yeah, but yeah. So, so I said th- we're all one big giant hunting family. So. Yeah, and uh, like I said, the the booth uh, is June fourth. Um, we'll have merchandise. We'll have videos up. We'll have everything going on with everybody. I think it's probably going to be end up being me and Matt doing most of it because I think these two are going to go play softball. But uh, uh, you'll see one, two, three, four of us there. We'll see. We'll have hopefully by then. We'll have our new merchant. But uh, I think we'll try to, I don't know if we'll be able to do another booth this summer, but I think we'll be able to do, we're going to do the one uh, in January next year. Um, And we'll, we'll be looking, we're always looking for new things to do with this. Uh, It's such a growing. Yeah. Yeah, And if, if people out there have any ideas on places, locations that Bull Mountain Brothers can set up a booth, fundraisers, things like that, you you get a hold of us. Yeah. We like outreach stuff too. So if, uh, Got some fundraiser, outdoor fundraising going on. Just let us know. We like, uh, you know, go go build a wood duck box or uh, do some conservation. We're always there. Absolutely. Yeah. Get a hold of us. Don't be shy. So, yeah, I think that'll that'll wrap it up for this week. Alrighty. It's good to be back with the boys, and we'll uh, catch you on the next one. Yeah. Thanks for listening, folks. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Bull Mountain Brothers. Hey, if you're looking for more Bull Mountain Brothers, be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at bull underscore mountain underscore brothers and Facebook and YouTube at Bull Mountain Brothers. Also, don't forget to check out our B&B store at bullmountainbrothers.com where you can find some super sweet deals on some seasonal merchandise and outdoor gear.